First Objects, a podcast about politics, cultural history, and tat. Uh, with me, Dan <laughs> Hancock, a journalist, author, and um, Chandler, with a, with, a, with a lowercase c. I'm in charge of supplying boats with equipment. And as ever, I'm joined by Dr. Cassidy. Sorry, can I just say I love that because it fits in with the theme of the episode, but also it's just kind of... Like, it's just so odd. It just sounds so odd, but it's great because it's a job. Yeah. So that's really tickled me. Thanks, could, Dan. could I be any more supplying <laughs> boats with equipment? <laughs> Sorry. Okay, I'm, done. Ahead, I'm done. I'm done. Right. Um, and yes, uh, I'm also here. I'm also here. I'm also- <laughs> Sorry, feeling really silly with this episode. Um, it's because it's a comedy episode. I know. I'm Dr. Kasha T, historian, broadcaster, and uh, furious that <laughs> no one told me life was going to be this way. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's going to annoy the hell out of Nick, our yeah. producer. The fact that we've just been clapping up at the... Going into the red, Nick. Sorry. Sorry, Nick. <laughs> yeah. So as you may have discerned, uh, we are this week talking about the popular TV sit- situation comedy that is called Friends. I'm assuming most of our listeners will have watched some Friends, whether under duress, whether they mm. think they are better than that mm. or not. There's something you can't escape it. It's yeah. part of the cultural and social landscape. It's part of the water that we swim in, oh, the wow. air that we breathe, you That's know? far too poetic for, <laughs> for this subject, but I love it. Um, yeah, I guess it's, a, it's an interesting question, isn't it, for sort of cultural historians or people interested in cultural studies generally, is that mm. sometimes you have to embrace a discourse about a, a cultural item or objects, in mm. this case, the sitcom Friends, that's kind of just a bit shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, we'll go into a bit more detail than that, critically speaking. But, but like, but if guess... you're interested in pop culture, you have to be interested in all of pop culture. Yeah, I know, I know. It's it's the albatross around. <laughs> <laughs> Could it be any more round our necks? I'm not going to keep doing that. That's gonna... so albatrossy. Not an adjective. I should actually say though that it's not the water that we currently swim in. It's the water that we once swam in you know <laughs> because the thing God, is is that like so deep, yeah. i know i haven't i mean we watched some friends in preparation for this episode we but did. other than that like it feels like it really captured like a time and a place kind of thing like it was always on e4 mm. kind of when i was like going to school and you'd come home and then you'd watch friends you know what i mean it was kind of always it was I mean, it didn't, always I, on. I wouldn't say it didn't capture a time and place unless you were like living in this in the sense that it was never trying to be that realistic. And yeah, it yeah. wasn't it yeah. wasn't like that's not 
really like what life in New York was like no, no, from no. 1994 to 2004 for most people. But it, but it reson- but it, it takes you back to that moment of being in your case. Yeah, like what, like 14 and yeah, like coming, coming home from school. So I think, I mean, yeah, we'll get into the temporal messiness of Friends. But so that's a big subject yeah. today. It's, a, it's all about it's all about the yeah exactly nostalgia and weird cultural revivals essentially like yeah. why is this show so popular right now yeah. or so or, or relatively speaking anyway given yeah. that it is really yeah very much situated in that moment mm. um of the late 90s of and and this is a show in which unfortunately we will be talking about the long 90s i know it's a it's a to some, Sorry, guys. to some people, this will see that will be a phrase that's completely new. To be fair, but I think for for others, it's sort of almost become a bit of a cliche of uh, kind of cultural historic historical discourse. The idea mm. that if you haven't heard of the long nineties before, it's effectively the idea that certain political and cultural tropes and norms mm. outlasted the actual decade mm. of the nineteen nineties. Quite a lot, you know. The tune of thirty years. Yeah, right? we we don't talk about the long eighties. We don't talk about the long two thousands in mm. quite the same way. Uh, there are other decades and centuries. You know, people. I think maybe the origins of this is Marwick is the long nineteen sixties. Yeah. Or yeah. I was going to say the long nineteenth century as well. If there mm-hmm. were things that outlive that, um, it's all about historical periodization. I know we love that. Yeah, makes makes for a gripping podcast. It's one of our favourite subjects, (laughs) it actually is. And Friends, I mean, you couldn't ask really for a better example of something that has uh, sort of defied what I would have assumed when I was watching it as a teenager Mm. um, on Channel 4 in sort of the late 90s, that it would somehow... I mean, I definitely wouldn't have predicted that I'd be recording a podcast on it 25 years later. <laughs> well, look, look where you are now. Because what's a podcast? Yeah, exactly. It's 1997. Nobody knows. <laughs> um, so what's the object? Well, this week's object, Kasha, is, uh, I mean, I could have picked one of a billion different um, kind of bits of merch. And, and that's actually another subject we'll be talking about today is, is just the sheer proliferation of tat mm. that comes off this one TV show is almost unprecedented actually mm. the amount of friends merchandise you can buy in 2023 far eclipses what you could have bought when the tv show was actually on mm. um which is a really interesting thing in itself just mm-hmm. that that cultural impact is so great that you know if you are living in london in 2023 as as i am and kasha is and i'm sure some of our listeners are uh you like walking around the streets you will see like 13-year-old boys and girls wearing Central Perk T-shirts, um, which is, that that is a fascinating thing I think we should mm. talk about as well, the fact mm. that kids that were not born when this show ended mm. <laughs> have discovered it as a bit of, I guess, sort of almost nos- retro, nostalgic, cool, mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. want of a better word. I don't quite bring myself to use the word cool and friends in the same sentence. <laughs> um, yeah, there's going to be a lot of snobbery about friends as well, just to warn you in this episode. Um, but yeah, the the object I've chosen is a. It costs nineteen ninety nine, and it is a Friends Central Perk themed cappuccino mug. Note: it is a cappuccino mug. It's not just a mug. It's not a tea mug. Right, it's not right. a coffee mug. It's a cappuccino mug, mug specifically, which I think itself is quite a long nineties thing. Mm. The cappuccino oh, as the absolutely. this sort of like. Uh, very kind of debonair sort of European mm, mm. Um, and actually boho thing. It's still something that a lot of, I think, uh, political commentators get wrong, where they seem to think <laughs> that now 
like working class people don't drink lattes or they don't drink cappuccinos. Like you yeah, can't yeah. get it absolutely everywhere. The latte sipping. Like yeah, our working class people can only have filter coffee. Yeah, like, as, or they can only if, have Nescafe. As if like, there what? aren't a billion branches of like Costa and if they're not for sale yeah. in McDonald's as well as in sort of, you know, uh, high-end coffee houses. Mm. People have been drinking coffee in this country for 500 years and yet it is somehow still taken to be a marker of like, you know, being being among the the very elite of the country, mm, which is mm. an absurd thing, isn't it? But yeah, it's a friend's Central Perk cappuccino mug along with a a little mini chocolate grater and right. and uh, and whisk uh, a, a cappuccino, which is sort of froth the milk, I suppose. Um, and that's co- that costs nineteen ninety nine. A lot of the merch that you can buy with friends kind of mm. branding on it. Uh, is around the if you haven't seen the show Central Park is the cafe they hang out hang mm. out in it is a terrible pun on Central Park the uh, iconic park in the middle of Manhattan mm-hmm. um perk because caffeine i guess central perks poked you up so why i'm explaining all of yeah. this but uh, but if, if you have if you've never watched friends maybe you need that information you can information. see the light going from behind my eyes <laughs> yeah yeah wake up Kasia, yeah, back in the room um yeah uh, there's a lot of coffee related stuff and I think that itself is quite a long 90s thing and mm. that you've got the rise of um, Starbucks mm. in this period as well and a kind of a moment of American cultural global hegemony mm. that follows the end of the Cold War. Yeah. The victory in the Cold War is manifested arguably in the success of a number of companies, you know, Disney and McDonald's, and, and, and McDonald's but, but also in... Um, Starbucks and in Friends where so much of the action takes place in this coffee shop mm. um, they're always cradling a, a cappuccino mug while they you know it's it's just an easy way for the writers of the show to kind of mm. bring the characters together and sort of catch them up on their different subplots sorry go on. no I was going to say it just serves it serves the same purpose as like the Rovers Return or... Um, the Queen Vic. Or the Queen Vic. You know, yeah. A central location where the characters can come together and have a chat, but they're not boozing, they're drinking yeah. coffee. Maybe that's part of the appeal almost for mm. some of the kids who are, you know... Well, they can Ditching go to Starbucks. Like, well, if you're 13, you can go to Starbucks with your yeah, mate and get yeah, a frappuccino. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going down, you know, the dog and duck for a pint. Mm. I'm. Do you know, I'm really fascinated by a number of things here. The first one is... Having worked very recently in a coffee shop, oh. um, I just part of the problem. Yeah, yeah I just can't. <laughs> I can't understand how you hand froth milk with a whisk. <laughs> like <Yeah>. in, <laughs> you'd be doing it for ages, and also because like the whole thing is like when you when you like froth coffee like with a coffee machine, mm. you it, it creates micro bubbles, which is how you get like the best kind of like milk for yeah. the cappuccino. And it's quite like light, fluffy milk. You can't really do that by hand with a tiny whisk. Like, I love that just... you found like an element of the cursedness of this week's cursed object that I just had not seen yeah, coming, which just... is just like, this is functionally <laughs> wrong. wrong yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. I just, I found that kind of interesting. And I think it either presupposes that you hand whisk the milk or that you have a coffee machine yourself. So I just, I, who's the demographic for this object? Who's it's the a audience? Good question. I mean, that, that's a question I'd ask about so much of this friend's merchandise. Like, um, because there is, there are so many iterations of the Friends logo, the Central Park logo, and then various like slogans that, uh, or not slogans, sorry, catchphrases from the show. Um, 
it's been iterated to to sort of the nth degree, and I feel like this is something we've talked about on other other episodes about sort of the way that Redbubble, the t-shirt mm. sort of website works. You get a bit of iconography, um, you know, whether that's a slogan, a brand name, uh, you know, uh, a meme even, mm. you know, it could be, just be a meme. It's then available to buy iterated into every bit of physical material tap mm. that, that you want. It'll be printed on demand even. I mean, mm. with the friend stuff, it's not printed on demand, but, you know, almost it's it's not quite i don't think ai is responsible for this but it's like it's about some of the same trends in technological kind of expansion that if you just have a a phrase or a logo Mm -hmm. you can get it on any object Mm -hmm. basically Mm -hmm. and it's sort of what friends of the the people that are responsible for merchandising or licensing the friend's brand mm. or the IP. It's a, it's sort mm. of an iterate. It's the, it, it, this is quite a new development, I think, like that you can take a piece of intellectual property like the friend's logo, like the Central Park logo, and then it will, you can have it on anything, mm. like to, to the, just the nth degree, like, you know, cookie jars, swimsuits, doormats, slippers dog outfits like all of these things i found in like a three minute search on amazon <laughs> looking for friends a makeup bag a sort of sort of blankety hoodie thing um, there's a pack of socks you could get like five different branded uh, pairs of socks with different friends like catchphrases on including we were on a break which is no. the line that yeah where i think ross explains to rachel why he kissed someone else right or yeah. shagged someone else um why would you want that on a pair of I socks <laughs> <laughs> oh i've got my we were on a break socks on don't worry everybody um what are the other slogans i can't quite remember now but yeah they they they've really they have just made anything available to buy and like wearing a t-shirt of a TV show mm. already seems like a slightly odd thing to do. I don't, I don't remember there being loads of Friends merch available to buy between the years of 1994 and 2004. So it's, va- it's the fact that you can now buy anything almost, any mm. physical object you care to name with some Friends logo on. I don't know. It's so I, odd. I feel like you probably would have been able to find some stuff in like HMV yeah. maybe. Yes. It's, I think it's really hard to even grapple with the cultural bear moth that is friends in a way because mm. like you know you just like like relaying those lines like could I could I be any more whatever and and you know we were on a break these are all lines that we recognize even though I haven't until the planning of this episode I haven't really thought about friends for a while mm. I've been kind of aware like you said that people are wearing t-shirts and being like this is a strange phenomena and I think you know obviously in this episode, well, in our podcast in general, we look at material objects as a way to explain and explore the society that we live in, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that the that there are a number of kind of motivations that we can maybe unpack from mm. people wearing these T-shirts mm. or buying these mugs still, right? So it ended in 2004. Mm. It had like, I don't know, something crazy, like 59 million or something people tuned in to watch the final episode. Right. I remember that final episode. Not, I don't actually remember watching it, but I remember people being like, oh my God, it's the final episode. Do you know what I mean? I remember going into school and people talking about it like it, <laughs> like it was a cultural event. Yeah, which, you know? which, which, which think, it was. Which few programmes 
can command that kind no, of. Absolutely. But for me to still remember it, like for you know, there have been loads of things where people have been like, "Oh, do you remember?" Like, "Oh, did, oh it was the Game of Thrones finale or whatever." But that seems to have stuck really clearly in my mind as like the end of something. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think the nineties. The end of that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just it's really interesting. I think in in. I've just been thinking a lot about sitcoms as well. What is mm. it? What is it about that appeal? Mm. 